See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. You can sell for free, right? Yeah, exactly. Yes, don't give away what you can sell for free. Brought to you by the Great White Hype. And who the hell are we? What are you listening to? Who knows? It's crazy. That wacky internet with the kids and stuff and mm. pagers and baggy pants. <laughs> Get off my lawn. <laughs> okay, no, that's true. Anyway, uh, you are listening to Slow Robot A Go-Go. Oh my god, I don't even know what big show this is. Big show number... six. No, I think this is 107. Is wow. it? Let's look. I have, Now I have to know. I got to know. Yep, this is big show number 107. All right. And that click you hear is me clicking through computer things to check. Wow. 107 of these, dude. <laughs> Man, we, it just keeps going, and the bad movies just keep coming. It's, it's, so Slow Robot Go Go is a podcast dedicated to talking about... B through Z grade, usually Z grade movies, and uh, discussing them, talking about different film stuff, talking about whatever, and also a lot of lighthearted fare to keep you interested, such as this or that, or top ten lists, and so on and so forth. My name is Mao. With me, as always, the man with the plan, <laughs> the the master of disaster. I, I, I wish I could remember all those names that uh, Apollo Creed had, and oh, oh, Rocky's yeah, like, Rocky, do you think yeah. you have other names? You know. Well, so, Dr. Morbius from Parts oh, Unknown. Yes, thank you. Very I was going to, well, we should have switched it up. No, I'm, that doesn't matter. I'm rattling apart. I, I, it's to, the coffee. This is the second week in a row that I haven't had any, like, you know, processing the actual world time. I just hear a doorbell, and I go, oh, my God, and I kind of fly out of bed because it's 10 o'clock, and I'm late, and uh, and uh, and Dr. Morbius is standing there like, again, dude? <laughs> Sorry, man. But but I'm up. I have my coffee, now. I'm up. So. Yes. You, you're, you've got, you've had a lot of coffee in you. Not enough. Before. Uh, that, that, I can never tell if it's too much or not or not enough. It's a, it's a fine balance. Yeah. Uh. So okay. Some exciting news for me. Uh. Oh well. First of all, you can find us on Stitcher and iTunes and Slice Radio and Thing and stuff and Internet, and Google it. And uh, you. But you should probably go to slowrobotagogo.wordpress.com because that's our blog spot where we also put other fun things, silly things. Uh. But you could also go to this. This entertainment realm called bunchofdorks.com and if you go there you're going to have three buttons to choose from top one is us where you're going to learn about movies what's the middle button two dimension two dimension what is that it's a comic book podcast comic book i wonder if that has any direction absolutely none <laughs> none whatsoever I'm, I'm stealing your tagline come on man work with me here so dr morbius with his various cohorts talk about comic books and then the bottom one is Bunch of dorks where uh, me and Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown pretty much just play music and talk about one subject or less. <laughs> <laughs> but my exciting news is that I've also, uh, I have a whole brand new show called The Indie Circuit that I've, uh, I'm working with the uh, Radio St. Pete. So I'm going to be actually, uh, I have a radio show. My slot is Sunday at 10 p.m. 10 p.m. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yes, uh Sunday at 10 p.m. each week I'm going to be doing an hour long show. I hope you tune in. Go to radiostpete.com and uh 
You know, they have apps for it and all, you know, mm. all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, check me out. It's going to be just a whole lot of tons of music. I just got about six more CDs this week from different bands. Um, there's a guy having a release party that I think we're going to try to get down to. And hopefully you can maybe you can go with uh, Dr. Morbius for, if you're leaving parts unknown that day. It's a, just a CD release party where they I'm going to interview the guy and, you know, should be a fun what time. What guy? Oh, you don't know what guy? No, no, I have his CD here. Oh, uh, a, so I assume it's local. Yeah, yeah, it's a local guy. Uh, he's under Sun Drenchy Records. Oh, Sunshine Drenchy Records. Yeah, okay. Sunshine Drenchy Records. And uh, oh my God, I can't get to it. Is it? Is his it, name is Ed Woltel. Oh yeah, Ed Woltel. Yeah. Oh, okay, you know him? Uh, yeah. No, I know. I know of him. I oh okay. Know. Oh, that's cool. Him. So his uh, his his CD release party is on Saturday, March first, at the Hideaway. On Central Avenue, and I um, I'm thinking about trying to find some kind of a por- portable device to go and interview him. I have a uh, Walkman. <laughs> Check out my Sony Walkman. You know, we actually did a destination nightmare once on Walkman. Oh my God. We drove to Orlando, and we were just passing the microphone. Oh my God! <laughs> so I don't know great. what to say about that, but it's what? So great. <laughs> you can hear the 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 in the background of the car and the, the machine. It's I so can just wonderful. see Mr. Woltill in the in mid sentence, oh, and, yeah. and you put up your finger, going, hold on. Click and you'd flip the tape over and you're yeah, like, okay, go. Yeah, and he'd be uh, like, he'd be like, what was I talking about? Oh, I was talking about me stopping this interview. I'm out of here. It's, it's all about analog, man. It's dude, all it is about a, analog. That's what you have to say to me. Be like, dude, as an indie guy, you know it's all about analog, bro. You know what I'm saying, right? I think you do. And he'd be like, you have to pound your you. chest like the Black Power thing, and yeah, then and then yeah, go. Yeah, uh-huh. So I do that yeah, all the time, I'm man. pretty excited about the new show. I mean, I know it's just a another uh, just another show, but I don't know. This one's kind of cool. I'm doing a total G-rated DJ gig where I'm just kind of talking and and then, and then you know it's giving me a different um, style. I still drop in sound effects and I still like this is kind of my style that I've been using for everything I do on air with the sound effects and music. But it's kind of nice, you know. I don't know. It's just another show. Enough of my blathering on, and I'm sorry to dominate the conversation. Doctor Morbius, what do you got going on, man? Nothing. Oh, oh, I, oh, I oh. think you do. <laughs> oh, you mean Destination Nightmare, that thing? Yeah, and and you got to hype up your other thing a little bit more. You just kind of said, ah, yeah, it's a thing you go to. Yeah, it's just a thing you go to, and there's like stuff. It's going to be a riveting show, folks. Hang on. <laughs> it, it's going to get better later on. <laughs> I, think, I think Dr. Morbius has, has some kind of slight depression. I need to figure out what what, 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 his, what gets him you know happy or something like that. Oh, no, Destination Nightmare is my uh, podcast, blog, whatever, where I do comic books and i do i think i'm gonna have a new podcast on there soon and we review movies and you know all sorts of articles and you know stuff that you read yeah it's (laughs) it's a lot more information based like how you listen to the show and we're just kind of like go off on all different rails uh destination nightmare is a great like location man you really talk about some cool stuff you bring a lot of stuff to forefront that's just neat you know yeah, it's a really I mean, it's a really good place to go to learn about stuff yeah my know? my friend pat and i do it and yeah. he, he does he does more of the writing than i do but i've got some an article coming up soon so Wait, what's, the, what's the article about Te- what's the, the blood island movies nice all right my, yeah. my blood island experience and i'm not going to go in depth that much into the movies i'm going to talk about mostly how i got into them and oh, cool so, yeah. and also what about uh and what about uh uh, two Dimension Podcast. Like, who does that with you? What are you, what are you guys talking we about? Got, we got Don, King Don. We King got, Don, yeah. We got uh, Rook. 
takes pawn. And we got Dallas <laughs> takes pawn. <laughs> Dallas takes rook. <laughs> no, and rook takes. takes rook, yeah. I didn't know Dallas was a was a credible. Uh, Chess piece, but I guess he is. Yeah, he is. He's the guy with the. Is he uh, the horsey guy? No, that's no, the no, rook. no. That's no. A, he's the guy with the the pope hat on. I think. Oh wow, that's, that's important. Dallas. Yeah, yeah, he's like the pope. He's the pope of the blog. <laughs> Dallas, the pope of the internet. Yeah, he's the pope of. Who the knew? Internet. Yeah. Now we know. Now yeah. that that mystery yeah, is I solved. I think he's Catholic, so I'm not sure. Though. <laughs> I don't care. I could have even told you what the pope is. <laughs> <laughs> that's how out of touch I am with religions. Oh, oh my God! Okay, well that's our shtick. We've 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 done enough of the shilling. What have you watched this week, Doctor Morbius? Um, not movies. No? Just television. Oh, really? Television shows. I watched one like the other television shows. Shows like like shows? old shows. Oh, wow. I was watching a lot of the Me TV network, which does all the old shows and stuff like that. And it was funny because uh, I was watching it the other day and. Um, I usually don't watch the Perry Mason shows because it's like, oh. oh, yeah, whatever, Perry Mason, whatever. But I'm sitting there, and like uh, I'm flipping channels, I put it on, and all of a sudden I see somebody on Perry Mason that was in one of our older shows from a few uh, months ago, uh, Victoria Vetri from Invasion of the B-Girls, wow. is running around in a bikini. I go, really? She was in Perry Mason? So... I started watching, and I go, oh, you know, whatever, you know. So I said, well, I should like watch this Me TV every once in a while, I'll record it, and watch it or whatever. So I've been watching a few of them. And what's the most interesting thing? A lot of times for me isn't really the show itself, but it's the guest stars. Like there was one with Adam West on it, oh, playing man. a bad guy or whatever, like a bonanza and stuff like that. And then a lot of them, I see people that I recognize from movies, but I can't, you know, remember them off the top of my head, so I have to look them up. I go, oh, yeah, that's that guy from that movie or whatever. So it's really kind of like a, a, a character actor fest in a way. And it's you know? fun. That is fun doing that stuff yeah. because when you see them, you're like, oh, my God, I love when you find somebody that before they were famous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of people from the 60s. Yeah, when they were just doing whatever Nicholson, they could do. Nicholson, uh, you know, Bruce Dern, um, everybody yeah. like that. Bruce Stern was always like a bad guy in a western or whatever. He had that gnarly looking yeah. face or whatever. So he's in Bonanza. Rode hard and put away wet. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. You know, they, so that, uh, that's a lot of fun. And I also was re just re happened to record on MeTV the first two episodes of Gilligan's Island. And it's they're, they're very interesting because they have a very different tone from the later ones because obviously they're in black and oh, white. Oh, yeah. Yeah, But they're yeah, yeah. not, I wouldn't say they're, well, they're, I wouldn't say they're grimmer or darker but they're, they're maybe they're a little angrier. I don't know. You know, I guess because they, they just got stranded or whatever. Yeah, no, they're know? different. They those, are different, Those yeah. first ones, I don't know if they changed writing teams yeah. or if, I mean, pe probably people came and people went and like anything else, the, um, they figured out what was very popular yeah, what caught what what, what 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 stuck, you know, yeah, and, and yeah. that was Gilligan and Skipper hitting him with the hat, and you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, the slapstick part of it, which there was, I mean, there was an element of that. Boy, that's that's kind of cool. And you know, uh, what's her face? Don Wells, Marianne. I think she lives in this town somewhere in really? somewhere, yeah, somewhere in the St. Pete area. Oh man, that'd be so, awesome to yeah, meet her. Yeah, often to, uh, to uh, um, interview her or whatever. So that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. Yeah, she was always the she was she was the fun one. I yeah. think she was always the prettier one. So that's what I've been uh, checking out. Cool. All right, but boy, if I went if I watched Perry Mason, I would go into uh, oh wait, I'd go wait. into shock because I would my grandmother watched it all the time, so I would have like all these memories of like hanging out at my grandmother's house. You oh, know? that's kind of cool. Kind of cool, but I'd also be like, oh, I miss uh, my grandmother. You know what I mean? But whatever. Oh, oh wait, go wait, ahead. wait, I got one more. Oh God, <laughs> I I I watched 
the Grammy tribute to the Beatles the other night. Oh my God! Really? Not yeah. good. <laughs> A few parts of it were good. Like, of course, John. I mean, John. Yeah. Paul and Ringo doing their bits were good. I mean, Joe Walsh was there. He had some good parts, and there was a few good stiff. But like the the today's stiffs of the music industry, like uh, doing Beatles songs, it was it was pretty bad. Uh, there was some there was some shit back group called uh, uh, something like dra uh, something drag acquired dragons or uh, you know uh, something dragons or whatever. And dragon like, Force? No, no, no. no it was like, like I don't know what their name was, but they were like supposed to be a rock band, and they like had like. They did an acapella of like a acoustic version of Revolution. Uh. It's like, dude, why? Katy Perry, why? There was some other guy called there was some redheaded guy called British guy called Ed something or other doing like uh in my life acoustic and dude, I mean he might be a good guitar player, but what he was playing there was mm. kinda lame, so you know, the old guys put the new guys to shame. Let's put it that I, way, you know. And that's uh, maybe it's a maybe it's part of that get off my lawn stuff, but I I, I like even like newer metal, even newer stuff yeah. that I like, when I listen to it, I'm like, oh my god, this is what we've become. Because like, you're not adding anything. It's to very it. watered down and kind of generic. It's not all of it. Not, I mean, I'm, you know, but a lot of it. You know, note to all musicians out there that want to do rock and roll, you must add something <laughs> new to it. Bring something fresh to the Bring stew. Bring something <laughs> new to it, or don't do it, yeah, or become true. a cover band. Some That's people it. some people make good mo uh, money doing that. Yeah, they do. All right, I had a very interesting week of movies this week. Uh, I started out watching one called Barrio Tales. <laughs> this was basically the same trope of Tales from the Crypt, and of course my my favorite Tales from the Hood. And I'm not being facetious there. I actually love Tales from the Hood. Barrio Tales was a, is all about a Mexican town barrio, and it's. There, there's some white kids in an Escalade meeting meeting someone for drugs, and it turns out just to be a, a killer. But he's telling the stories. It's the same framing as, as Tales from the Hood and, and Tales from the Crypt for the most part. Um, the problem was, or the difference was, because I didn't like it. it. It wasn't horrible, but it wasn't good either, you know. The problem was it was pro-Mexican with no mirror. There was no reflection upon the Mexican people being mean to the Mexican people. Like, hmm. e like even Tales from the Hood, they highlighted black on black as well as the, the slavery, as well as the stuff. So it was palatable in that, you, you like, the message came across. Yes, you know, there's tr there's problems with that, but there's also, you're also self-inflicting. That was the part with Pam Greer remember, yeah, and yeah. that guy, you know. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. Well, Barrio Tales is all just a big Mexican flag wrapped around a lowrider saying, I hate Whitey. And that, and that gets a little tiresome, you know. So, <clears throat> eh, I wouldn't bother. Then I watched The Big Boss Man, uh, Bruce Lee. <laughs> Just uh, a fun one. I is, thought, that, is that the Chinese connection or Fist of Fury? What's that? The, the Big Boss Man. If it's a Bruce Lee movie, it's got to be either Fist of Fury or Chinese connection because that was what they were retitled in the United States. I don't know. It was okay. the one with the ice factory. Oh, uh, okay. All right. I'm not B sure. Big then. Boss Man was the one where they was set, the setting was in an ice factory. It's all basically the same stuff. But um, that was the one. It was very interesting. That was the one where they actually stopped production at one point when there was a there was a fight, a real fight. Mm. 
and they they and Bruce Lee was like punching the ice and stuff. It was really weird. Was it a comical one? I mean, was Bruce Lee playing no, a comic no, character? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, it's either Chinese Connection or Fist of Fury because there was another one called re- retitled Return of the Dragon. And I think in that one he had. That's the one where he fought um, Chuck Norris, I think. Oh, okay. And that, he was kind of a goofy character in one of them. No, this was all business. This was oh. like straight up. And this that's what, this is where it struck me. Like I think, unfortunately, yes, he's a very charismatic person. If Bruce Lee was born today, he wouldn't be a star. He, he would be like he would be a star, but he wouldn't reach that like iconic level of almost god mode. People, how they talk about him. He would be another Tony Jaw or another Jet Li, where you're like, "Wow, that guy's really good," but who cares? You know, I disagree, <clears throat> and I gotta tell you, and I gotta, I gotta explain to you why. Interesting, because the think flooded market is like whatever. Because, because I don't see the charisma in Jet Li or anybody like that. In Jackie Chan, because he's comical, he, he transcends it a little bit. But the intensity that Bruce Lee had, oh yeah, he's awesome. came through, and I think that comes through in any generation. You know, I just think there's a lot of guys out there that are really good. And then have a real good, you know, that are really good, uh, decent actors and a good martial artist. But I don't see like the 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 anger or the rage or the thing that like draws my draws me to this person, yeah. like somebody like Bruce Lee or somebody like a Pam Greer or somebody like a Clint Eastwood or you know some some iconic, you know, I think he's iconic. I think iconic people work. I in think, every well, generation. Yeah, and I I like him. I'm not being disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. I just think he's he's more of an icon because he died. That's to be, to be honest. I think if he if he was living it out, he would have been like, oh, that guy, like like John Saxon, almost where you're like, oh, you mean that guy from the '60s? Yeah, he's cool. Whatever. Yeah, but, but I, he wouldn't have the icon status. He would just been that cool guy back then. See, I I'm know? I'm like I'm getting to the point where I believe something like that for a while. But nowadays, I'm thinking, yeah, you know, they could be icons. Because they died young mm-hmm. and they didn't do any crappy movies, but the reality is now that I look at it, I don't think they're they've been bettered. So I think they're icons for a reason. But oh, I you hope know. so, and and I I would hope so. But again, yeah. who knows? It's anyway. hard to say. Anyway. Uh, the climate with uh, with China now has cooled quite a bit. You know, we I think the China even the kung fu movies are kind of like eh. But uh, I don't know. I I like them. I love the I love the Bruce Lee movies, and most of them are on streaming. Believe it or not. Cool. I don't know how they all drop to the Netflix streaming, but they're out there. Why not? <clears throat> yeah, good, it's good. very cool. Then I watched Seeking Justice, starring Nick Cage. Eh, you know. <laughs> and then I watched a really interesting. Uh, I've been starting to like. There's a was it, the Smithsonian Channel. Mm. I don't know. It's a. I think that's yeah. The Smith the Smithsonian Channel has a. Lots of different documentaries and stuff. So I watched a documentary on the Hittites. Never heard of the Hittites before. Um, I'm very ignorant. Um, I try to learn as much as I can, but I'm very ignorant about past cultures, past um, countries that have come and gone. You know, I don't even know all the countries now because there's, there's, you know, I mean, they, they change and there's so many of them. I mean, I know the countries, you know what I mean? But, like, there's some that come up and I'm like, what is that? What's blah, blah, I don't know what that is. But then the Hittites were just this you know this this powerful kingdom or this powerful uh, country that kind of kind of ebb and flowed quite a bit during its reign where it was it, you know it got down to even to like Egypt where it was where depending on the ruler it would like conquer and then it would kind of get famine then it would conquer then they then other countries Syria uh, you know Syria and Egypt would push back and kill them back and then finally they just went away you know and it was just one of those things where I'd never heard of them so it was a very interesting documentary 
just a you know, I, I didn't. I, I should have known this because, but I'm, I mean, geography is one of my worst subjects. Yeah. I didn't realize that the Middle Eastern countries are considered Asian. Oh, are, are, oh yeah. Well, and can, and they kept on calling this one Near East. Yeah. They didn't say Middle East, and they did, and and, and yet yeah, the, the 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 Asian, you're Asian, you're Asian, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, it was just, you know. They called it Near East, and I thought at first I was like, oh, what's he talking about? Then but then they kept saying it, so that must be the the true term, you know. Yeah. And I'm and I'm I like I'm very ignorant with that kind of stuff, and so I'm trying to learn more and more about it because it's it is interesting how countries come and go, powerful leaders come and go, and 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 uh, people societies come and go you know mm-hmm. so it just was one of those things where as i was watching i was like well that's pretty cool you know and uh but the cockroaches live on yeah apparently i don't believe that theory either though like they say oh after nuclear war there don't be cockroaches nah, i don't know i possibly but whatever mm-hmm. all right that's it for now we're going to take a quick trailer break and then when we come back it's going to be uh this or that game okay now here's something we hope you'll really like the mothers, karate queens who do their thing on the high seas. The mothers, plundering pirates who make the seas run red. Fighting females unleash their fury against the devil in his own playground. You're here for my convenience, and I can do anything that I want. He's what you call a procurer for the flesh market. Their mission, to destroy the black market in white slavery. The Mothers, starring Roseanne Caton, Jeannie Bell, and Jane Kennedy. Every day is Mother's Day. The Mothers. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. It's been since you've held a pretty young girl in your arms. The naughty stewardesses would like to take care of... Your problem. Fly first class with the naughty stewardesses, the cutest, curviest, most caressable hostesses who will ever take care of you. If you're past 40, Debbie's for you. She likes older, more experienced men. If you're young with hot plans, check Jane. If a groovy soul sister's your dish, beautiful Barbara more than fills the bill. And for those way out scenes, don't miss Margie. Everything turns her on. The naughty stewardesses are what you think they are. And more. Each one is a piece of class. Come and meet the naughty stewardesses. You'll love their takeoff. All new, in color. Rated R for adults. (laughs) We've come a long way, baby. (laughs) The naughty stewardesses. <laughs> yes. I accidentally dropped in the naughty stewardesses radio spot, which is only 10 seconds, and then Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown was like, no, no, there's a longer one in there. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when we found the the full one-minute version of, wow. The unexpurgated naughty <laughs> stewardesses. Mr. Sleazy Guy doing the oh voiceover. Oh, my God. That is a slice of wrong well we'll have, to, we'll have to watch that movie now at some point because you remember the naughty stewardesses are they're yeah. what you think they are they're what they think they and are. more and more but <laughs> bumps yeah all right now it's time for our riveting competition yeah. of this or that it's not a competition it's just this or that well uh, no it could be a competition if you judge us 
like in the Olympics that are going on right oh, now. So, God, I have you know, I I just judge us by, you know, 9.5, 8.3, which gave the best this or that questions. You all out there in listener land. Yeah, so, I hate the Olympics. Yeah, I don't care. I, I just, I I just don't, don't, care. don't care. I like them better when they were like four years apart, not every two years. Uh, oh, you know, yuck. Um, whatever. It just, yeah, whatever. All right. So you, should I go first or you want to go first? Uh, You go. Okay. Okay. Short hair or long hair? Uh, long hair. All right. Democrat or Republican? Republican. All right. Uh, Felix or Ox or Oscar? Oscar. Nice. Me too. Chocolate or caramel? Chocolate. All right. Disco or rap? Disco. I was going to say, this could be like what you hate more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be either. Or which one you like. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Flames or pinstripes? On the cars, you mean? Oh, yeah, flames. like on hot rod. Flames. Okay, flames. Uh, the Flash or the Green Lantern? Green Lantern. Uh, uh, reading or watching TV? Watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> Midget or giant? Two. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say for last, midget. Okay. Captain Crunch or Cocoa Puffs? Uh, captain Crunch. All right, the captain. Uh, Sunny Chiba or Samo Hung? Sunny Chiba. All right. And Elvis or Buddy Holly? Elvis. Wow, all right, there you go. But I love Buddy, Buddy Holly. Yeah, he's out there, man. He's the first singer-songwriter. Yeah, you think? Really? Kind of. He sang his songs and he wrote them, mm-hmm. unlike a lot of the other. I mean, Chuck <laughs> Berry did too, you know, but kind of, sort of, I mean, you know, but he's kind of like considered... <laughs> He had more production values and stuff like that. Chuck Berry did sing his songs and write them, too. That's cool. All right, my turn? Sure. All right. um, High school or college? College. And if I... I you know, redid. You know, I mean, this I, I is think a repeat, I had, I think I know. had some doubles too. I, like it's harder. I can't you know? remember now, but yeah. uh, uh, regular or extra crispy? <laughs> <laughs> extra crispy. All right. Less filling or taste great? Taste great. All right. Math or English? English. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> now or then? Ooh. Now. Offend or defend? Defend. Space travel, time travel. Oh, shit. I thought of that one today. Wow. Wow, that's the best one you've hit me Technically, technically... Time uh, travel. Technically, though, according to... um, Oliver Klozoff, if you if you space travel at the speed of light, you can time travel. I would time travel, but time travel. You'd rather go back or forward in time rather yeah. than search for other planets. Yep. Okay. And but both are equally awesome. Like if I could be like on an Enterprise and just flying into space for sure, but I would time travel in a second. Okay. Uh, comfort or style? Comfort. Mm, let's see. Save or spend. Or did I say that one already? No, no I didn't. save. All right. Couch or chair? Couch. Mm, bottle or can? Bottle. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I got any more here. That Fact or fiction? Oh. Fiction. Not enough. As pulpy as possible. As pulpy as possible, yeah. <laughs> Not enough or too many? Too many. 
and uh, let's see, is that one last one here? I think I already used it. As soon as I said too many, I thought of Lucille Ball shoving the... I think I know the answer to this one. I'm not sure if I used it before, but That's anyway. Okay. Uh, Walmart or Target? I think I know the answer. Target, to yeah. Yeah, I think I know the answer to that. The one. people of Walmart uh, uh, website have pretty much cured me of ever... I, I don't like Walmarts to begin with. But, yeah, they're all right. Yeah, they are all right. The one that The one just opened up down the street from me. And it's a new one, a oh, big did one. Oh, they? did they? Did yeah, they open yeah, up the Super yep. Walmart around yep. here? And uh, it's okay, you know. Where not... is it? Is it like you, when when you get to the uh, bridge there? What do you do? Um, instead of getting to the bridge, turn on the the road that Ron oh, before cut. the bridge, and then you. Uh, Duder used to live on a road. Okay, you know where Duder lived? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, the 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 not one, in a house. He used to live on the road. Yeah, he wow. like he lived on actually on a road in a he cardboard box. Got, yeah, got, moving better. on up, moving on up. So then you would turn you turn down uh, Dodge and it's straight across. It'd be okay. right there. So it's right. it's nice. It's a nice place. And that's what happens. They start nice, and then they just slowly is get it, run into the ground. And you know, and is it an Uber Walmart? Super Walmart? I, I don't think it is. It's I, just a regular. maybe. It is though. I don't know the difference. It well, has, although the Super is way bigger. It has a grocery on it. It's probably a super. Okay, uh, when I went, I went there during the day, and it wasn't crowded, and it wasn't um, disgusting. I, I, I guess I hate their policy of just like dropping crates of things, and I'm supposed to dig around like some kind of a varmint or. Oh, you're talking you know. about like the dump where they put all the yeah. five dollars. Oh, here's a five dollar DVDs, and they just drop a whole thing, and you're like, I don't want to. Is that too much like dumper, dumpster diving or something? Yeah, like something. <laughs> I just feel dirty when I'm done with it. Even Best Buy started doing that, and I'm like, damn you, Best Buy. Oh, Best Buy sucks. I used to love Best Buy, and now they've made oh, my they, list, kind of. You know what I mean? Like they uh, eat s. I don't know why they they, they were so they, they were so cool. They became like mainstream, you yeah. know, when they were like trying to become when oh they were working God. hard for it. They were really good, and then when they said we're the kings now, we put all these other guys out of business. And eh, let's just get eighty copies of Lord of the Rings or yeah. whatever hit movie. Dude, we used is. to be an event going there every. I used to go there every Friday. Every Sunday work. morning, I went there. I used like, to go, I'd get I used the to, flyer, and I'd be like, I couldn't wait to get there. I used to go Friday, get out of work, pay cash my paycheck, go home, get something to eat, go to Best Buy, get some B movie. Yeah, yeah. man, there was all kinds obscure, of crazy really stuff obscure, there. weird, sh- you know, shit. And nowadays, yeah, yeah. it's like whatever. You know, yeah, now it's the same. Once as, a year, maybe. No, it's junk. Junkville. Yeah. All right. Enough bashing of them. Let's take a break, and then when we come back. It's time for to bash junk we've watched for the show. Although you might not bash it. You no, might, I'm not gonna bash it. I'm gonna bash it. All right. <laughs> SOS, San Francisco calling. Monster has attacked. It came from beneath the sea. Golden Gate Bridge ripped from towers. Rush new atomic weapons or whole west coast is doomed. See Columbia Pictures' spectacular and terrifying... It came from beneath the sea. Ghetto Freaks explodes on the screen with excitement never before shown in a motion picture. Ghetto Freaks exposes the sensuous facts of taking over a white commune and turning the white chicks into soul sisters. Help me! I said no. She's my lady. Nobody touches her. What's the matter, man? You knew the rules when you joined this family. And the rules were real fine when you didn't have a chick of your own. But you took your share real good. Now your little pink lady is going to obey the rules. You're gonna watch. Ghetto Freaks is a motion picture that will make every part of you react with a new feeling. Groupies, long hairs, freaks, all living in one soul family and doing the bidding of a black leader. Nothing could stop these freaks from performing their weird initiation rituals night after night. Every new white convert wore an afro and obeyed the rules of the leader, and he showed them how to get their kicks where their cracker lovers left off. Ghetto Freaks is a film you can't afford to miss. Ghetto Freaks. 
Okay, and that's an example of of one we won't be doing. I don't think we will be doing Ghetto Freaks, uh, you know, that, unless you really push for it. You, you know. know that movie. The director of that movie uh, lives in the Tampa Bay area. He did a few other movies. He did one. He did another <sighs> movie. I can't think of his name right now, but I think he lives. Is he in still the, alive? Yeah, he think I think he lives in the Tampa Bay. I think he he did another one called My Brother Has Bad Dreams, which one of our fellow cohorts from where. From uh, the uh, Widget Factory, uh-huh. loaned me a copy of it, and it was filmed in Tampa. Ghetto Freaks was filmed in Cleveland, but it's it's a wow. local guy. It's a guy who lives here. I digress. Maybe we will be doing one, and then we'll I'd interview him. To, I'd love to interview the guy if he, be, would, if, if he would want to do it. You know, we gotta get on that. Okay, <clears throat> before we start the show, I went uh, talking about our movie. I'd like to uh, read a prepared statement. Let me get this all set here. Okay. Dear Ray Dennis Steckler, a.k.a. Mort Mad Dog Click, a.k.a. Cash Flag, I, Mao, do hereby insist that you cease and desist all movie-making production, direction, creation, writing, <laughs> acting, and all movie-related endeavors from now until the time the universe created ceases to be. Upon viewing the incredibly strange creatures who stopped living and became mixed-up zombies, and, for this show, the Thrill Killers... It has been the recommendation from our legal team that I personally seek reparations for punitive damages, for emotional and psychological damages up to and including boredom, sadness, confusion, and internal mental hemorrhaging. Upon reading this cease and desist over the slower robot go go air, uh, all legal representation of the aforementioned decree that creating any movie after this point will result in legal action. Please, Mr. Steckler or Mr. Flag, do the right thing. Pull your movies from the shelves and burn them uh, from the for the good of all mankind. If not for me, Mr. Flag, think of the children, won't you? Thank you. Okay, you, you just so, you, you, know, you know you just sealed your fate. Next time we do a versus show, if you think this is the worst Steckler movie, boy, have I got a movie for you, brother? Have I got something for you? Yes, we are doing um, the Thrill Killers or Maniacs or Loose. Yes, Maniacs. Did you notice that they cut the title of the movie? They did. Yeah, they Because they were selling it as Maniacs or Loose with the, uh, with the hypno wheel and the hypnotist guy and the whole nine yards. <laughs> when it actually played years later on video and stuff like that, it was just originally called The Thrill Killers, but they gimmicked it so they could do like, oh. they gimmicked it so they can do kind of like an audience interaction spook show kind yeah, of thing yeah. or whatever. So we were writing back and forth an email and, and I was like, ah, what are we going to do this week? And Dr. Morbius wrote back and said, dude, let's do the Thrill Killers. And I said, okay, not even knowing what I was getting into. Yeah. And then I saw his Nicolas Cage-esque face. And I, he looks kind of, he resembles a younger Nicolas Cage. Yeah, yeah. And I went, oh, no, why do I know that guy? And then I like <laughs> looked at it again and I was like, Oh no, he's that guy that did that really long titled movie. The incredible, the, the incredibly strange, the, uh, what is it? Mixed up guys mixed who up became zombies. zombies. The incredibly strange creatures who became mixed up zombies and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. And I only know them from MST. And even in MST, it was like, this is horrible. And this was the one he did right after that one. So yes. he, he was fresh off of his, uh, I make movies now, uh, high. And, this is his tribute to Psycho. Oh. I just wasted a versus movie. You did oh well. God. I don't know if this would win a versus. It might. It could. Yeah, I think it could. The stuff you find is way worse than this. This is I. This okay. Well, t- talk about the intro because right off the bat, okay. there's this dude that comes out, and you're like, okay, what's this now? Okay, here's the deal. <laughs> Back in the '40s, there used to be guys. The, the I think one's called Doctor Neff, and there was a few. They did the thing called spook shows where they would get a movie. 
and they would build a show around it where he would be like a hypnotist or something, or he would do magic tricks. And then, you know, they would have like guys dressed up as gorilla in the audience and people running around to like, you know, freak people out. And this was later, you know, used by William Castle where he did like where he put electro electric shocks in the supposedly in the chairs and flying yeah. skeletons to like promote and, the movie. And it this was, is before it was people called got Ballyhoo. It this was is called. this is before people got shot for texting, right? Yes, this oh, is okay. before it became oh. real. Before people just started murdering people for every little thing. Okay, yeah, I'm this, sorry. This Go is ahead. back when it was just like for shock value and for laughs. Ballyhoo. And in fact, Ballyhoo, that, that yeah. was one of the first pinball machines they ever made. It was called Ballyhoo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> this is this is one of the later examples of it. This was basically like a movie called The Thrill Killers that they decided to like, you know, Im- you know, cut in like a spinning a hypno wheel and stuff like that in order to get the audience to like, you know, like join in on the fun. And then when the wheel would 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 show up, people people yeah. like ushers dressed up with a cash flag mask would go out <laughs> in the audience and you know with, with supposedly with fake plastic knives and like right shock around. you or whatever. Now of course you know oh. they use real knives, but back then it was all fake or whatever. Wow. And, and it was kind of like you know it, it, it was it was either like a midnight show sometimes or. You know something. So big, it just added to it. It, it made it like added, a fun event. It was an like, event. It was like it was like a happening, dude, or whatever. Yeah. You know. And this movie, I had actually had a chance when I was a kid to actually see it because the poster for it, which which well, we'll find it, we'll put it on the blog or whatever, actually was showed up on my uh, local newspaper, and it was a theater that was only like two blocks away from my house. Fortunately, it was a, unfortunately it was a midnight show, so basically I talked my mom or my dad into taking me, and I got a friend to come over. But, like, it was midnight, so, like, at 11.30, we were just, like, watching movies on TV. They had horror movies on TV, and we just said, yeah, just the hell with it. We'll just stay here and watch it. So, unfortunately, I missed out on all the greatness. But now, you know, 40 years later, <laughs> dun, you know, dun, I, finally, I finally found the tape with the intro with the with the amazing Ormond yes. at the beginning. Oh, is that who that was? It was he's called the Amazing Ormond or whatever. What's funny is it shows you <laughs> it shows you like the marquee of the theater, but if you look a little bit higher, it's an adult theater. But at any rate you know, <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't even the same thing. It was, it was yeah, same. it was the Amazing Ormond hypnotizing you into believing that when you see the hypno wheel you're going to see this guy's face and, and maniacs will come out in the audience and attack you. And yeah, they'd had ushers with cash flags, which I would have loved to get a cash flag mask. Come out oh in the audience God. and like castle I you wonder if you can find that on eBay. You probably could, or at least a replica of one or whatever. God. But yeah, that's the whole premise of the movie. Now, 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 this movie was made with no script, obviously. And it was made with no money. Obviously. And it was made with no money, obviously. And it actually played in theaters. So you got to give... The late Dennis Stagler. I know. That's what. That's why I even <laughs> yeah. wrote that because I was a joke, kind of. I knew, you know. He's not around anymore. He's not around anymore. But uh, if he was around, he probably would have granted us an interview <laughs> <laughs> until he heard us. Even like, I hate you so yeah. much. Yeah, Stagler had a long career of doing all. He actually did a bunch of these movies and all sorts of movies. Now wait a minute. That was the guy that introduced it. Not the inter- not the guy in the suit that introduced. He was it. the guy that with a cap. The sinister. That, yes, cinema. that was him. Well, yeah. What What did he die of? Because he oh, looked, he looked very not young, but he wasn't old. He looked, I think he looked younger than he really was. I oh, mean, okay. back in the sixties, he probably was in his thirties. So I guess do the math. He probably was in his seventies or okay, whatever. Yeah, you so know. just it, you know, the, the, probably the usual heart attack or you he know. looked young when he introduced it. But that's an old tape. This tape, that tape yeah. that I was able to get a copy of was from Pro- the eighties. Probably from the eighties. So, so he was, and he was living in Las Vegas and doing all sorts of. Uh, 
B movie, but these are the guys that created the 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 genre that we know and love. These are the guys the in the sixties that had no money, but had but were proficient at either camera work or you know or editing and had the equipment and would go out and make this movie over like the span of a weekend yeah. or maybe like a week and then actually edit it together and make it semi-coherent enough where it could play in a movie theater and with and with the added ballyhoo and all the other stuff would actually get people to turn, turn know, a profit turn a profit yeah. yeah and be able to make more movies because these are guys that made movies but didn't make any money but keep kept making them because they loved to do this shit yeah. so regardless of what you think of this movie this movie was done because a guy loved to make movies and this was the best he could do and you out there I dare you to make it a better one. I know. And from how much I bash him, mostly it's just tongue in cheek. Yes. I watch this stuff. Yes. The um this now and, and this is almost like a what's that other guy? Coleman Francis? He's the narrator. Coleman Francis narrated this I movie. knew it because it's, the same, it's that same Mono's voiceover. Because yeah. what was that other one? Red Zone Cuba uh-huh, that he yeah. talked over, he's like a man in the woods. It's Coleman thing. Francis. And it's yeah. that same voice and you're like and I knew I, it sounded so similar. I was like, "Look, if this isn't the guy, it's the same voiceover actor." Because it's that, and it's the same like styling where there's nothing going on, but then there's a guy, a guy going, "A man yeah. looks at the moon. Uh, what, what about the moon? Like something." Yeah, and, yeah. and they're saying this disjointed stuff, and you're like, "This what is are a rich talking about this you know? man lives in a fantasy world of Hollywood, yeah, and like glamour like, and glitz. He owns his TV and his pool." And house this man is a realist he has a family and he has kids 19 kids apparently and he has uh, big hair exactly. <laughs> man, that, you have that, to watch the movie to see what we're that hair about. was slamming that was elvis style At, hair you know what atlas, i mean like atlas king man i think we did a couple of movies for ray dennis steckler but yeah so okay this is a very the plot is as we're discussing this thing the plot is very loose you kind of know what's going on, but kind of not. You know, um, <clears throat> yeah, we, we, first we meet Mad Dog Glick or Click or whatever. Yeah, his name just is. just before. The, well, first we meet that guy who the Great Ormond, and yes, that yes, one yes. kind that intro that he did. Were you hypnotized by it? No, it kind of set me into a bad mood because you were, were you drinking? No, you should have been. Yeah, probably he was. You may have been <laughs> hypnotized. And maniacs could have come into your house and Good, you God know, help hit you them. with plastic knives. <laughs> God help them. The, uh, huh? It went on like a couple minutes. Yeah. And he kept saying the same things over and over again. I was just like, oh my God, would you get off the screen so I can watch this movie? Like, And he and the way that guy counted was odd. He, he would go, one, two, three. Like... Like, who's going to defuse a bomb? They're going to go, okay, we're going to go on three. One, two, three. Click. Boom. <laughs> you know, you go one, two, three. It's measured. But this guy did it twice where he was like, breathe in and one, two, three. And I'm like, what? Why are you saying it like that? You know, whatever. But um, so then finally it gets to the movie and then it starts right off with a murder. And you're like, mm, okay, this is picking up. And then just not. though. Then, 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 it, then the credits come and then it goes into the other stuff. The guy wandering around aimlessly on Hollywood and Vine, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, kind of yeah. looking at stuff, kind of just uh, a dream, a, a dreamer, a guy who wants to be in film, but yeah. it's a tough road. And now, you know, th- you know, this movie has a connection with a, a movie that you really like called The Sadist. Mm. Steckler was a cameraman on The Sadist, and they were made around the same time. Sadist had a different director, 
But our child Jr., who was the sadist, his father yeah. plays the movie director, one of the movie directors. You know those two drunk senior. movie directors in the house? Our child Sr., yeah. he plays the movie director, so there's a connection. Sorry, there's who? a Steckler, Arch Hall kind of yeah. connection See, going the, on See, like, there. didn't Arch Hall Sr., they basically figured all this out to make his son a star. Yeah, he tried to make his, like... Goofy son a star. And his star and his son does conventions now and he plays guitar. He does a horror convention and he plays guitar, which is awesome because he did out he did forty five, so that's, oh, that's awesome. That's, is that uh, true? Yeah, it's, it is true. It's hundred percent true, yeah. I had to get some uh, some of his. You gotta 45s. find some art talk because it's your kind of stuff. It's like guitar, rock and roll, early sixties yeah, or whatever. You know, yeah, I don't well, know. Wild guitar. I'm sure I'm sure if you go on YouTube and you type in wild guitar, you're gonna get like a you might get a forty five of Art Hall singing it. Wow, that's it. crazy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, th- a lot, a lot of um, a lot of the same people doing are in the same circles here, and I think instead of being like viewing them as competition back then, they probably viewed them as allies. Yes, of course. And they, and they would help each other and loan each other did, and stuff. Yeah. Where now, you good luck. You can't even you can't even get on other people's podcasts because they view you as a as a threat or something like that. Even though there's no money to be made anyway, and because you know. they're soft. Yeah, I guess you know it's another thing about this movie which is interesting was this movie was was uh, was filmed in the Topanga Canyon of uh, California it's... around sixty four, sixty three. Uh-huh. Like three years later, the Topanga Canyon that's where all the sixties, the Birds, the 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 Neil Young, Crosby, Stills and Nash, Joni Mitchell, all those hipsters from the late from the mid to late sixties and they all lived in that canyon there. Uh-huh. Like in house. I mean we only saw like a certain portion of it. Oh, that's, yeah, yeah. What's where all the cool, you know, really? hippie got yes, at the Panga Canyon. Wow, that's cool. The property values went up real high there wow. and not necessarily because of the thrill killers, but yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe. Maybe. You never, you never know. They could have like, watched it and gone, that's where I want yeah, to be. <laughs> I want to hang like, with Cash Flag. <laughs> yep. When I went black flag. Yeah. The uh yeah. so <laughs> you're like, hey whatever. <laughs> So, I don't know. It was one of those things where um, right off the bat, you know what you're getting into because it's, it's very disjointed. Um, did you know that Black Flag was an insecticide? Yes. Okay, you did know that. I don't yep. think it is anymore, is it? Uh-huh. Oh, it, no, maybe it isn't. I don't think it is anymore. I think the the group co-opted the name and... <laughs> the group put the the insecticide out of business. Anyway, I, anyway, go back back to the, the story. Yeah, so... Well, whatever story we have. There, it's, it's, it's very loose. You know, and it, it, it jumps all over the place. You start, they're putting pieces into place. They're, they're putting characters into place. So you, you're starting to understand, okay, you don't know why Cash Flag's there when they're talking. They start talking about, oh, the, the, uh, there's three escaped mental pe- patients. So at first, you, I thought Cash, Cash Flag was one, was of, one them. of them. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. And then he just shot somebody and whatever. So they went all their, they all went on their merry way. And, um, then you're introduced to the guy wandering around Hollywood and Vine, and then his wife is there. Now his wife is straight up crazy. Town. Yeah, you know, she in was, real life, like she, she was crazy. She town. was. She was in one of our other movies. Was it B- Invasion of the B Girls? Uh-uh. No, because one of them was in the B Girls. She was. Oh in- no, the Supervan girl. When I watched the girl from Supervan was in Invasion of the B Girls. I, cause I oh, really? Up. I haven't watched yeah. Supervan yet. Yeah. Okay, okay. So go ahead. A Liz Renee was in Blackenstein. Oh. She was the lady that first got killed by Blackenstein. Yeah, yeah, Except yeah. Except she was like, a, you she know, was, 10 years older or whatever. Yeah. Around this time, she had just gotten out of jail for lying in, in court about her association with the mobs. With the mobs, so that's this right. So she was a bad girl. Yeah, and also, didn't she, and then she was like, got caught running naked down, yeah. <laughs> down some road and... 
you know, th- th- this is one of those like really mixed up starlets. Like she had a lot of problems yeah, from yeah, A to Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so she's there, and this is again middle to end of career. You know, yeah. <clears throat> not she later, um, she later did a, a John Waters movie. I think it was Female Trouble or one of those, but she she got brought back for a, another appearance. So she had a she went through the de- she did decades of film work. Yeah, you know? maybe yeah, one yeah. or two movie every day. You could tell but. she was a blonde bombshell. Yeah, um, and yeah. they were using a lot of uh, makeup to keep that allure. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then they showed this party because the guy had to keep up like <laughs> his appearances in Hollywood, and everyone was making fun of his movies. Like they were all like, yeah, the old drunk guys making fun of his movie. He goes, hey, your movie. They really stunk, and he's like drinking or whatever. Yeah, and then and then they went over and and this was there was some funny stuff where you could tell they were using what their life is like because they were ta- he was talking trying to get uh, talk to two producers or directors honestly, and they were just drinking and groping the same woman, which was weird. And then there was a guy standing right next to him going, "Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir." You know he's making fun of some of Hollywood. Yeah, he's making fun of like the whole Hollywood machine. Yeah. In that they're just surrounded by people that say yes all the time, and everything's a great idea. Yeah, that was a guy named Titus Moody. Yeah, who, who did B movies also? Yeah, that's great. You know, so that was kind of funny. And then, and, the, and this movie is like, this is one of those movies that's caught in the. The beatnik, pre hippie thing. You know, yeah, you're not. You're not. We're not hippie yet, but we're we're gonna get there in a few years. But we're we're like kind of like the beatnik thing's kind of like wearing down a little bit. You know, so it's kind of like in the gray area. Yeah, they're dabbling in freaky, but not freaky. Yet. Not not hippie freaky. Yeah, yet, not hippie you know? freaky yet. Which yeah. it's coming. You know, it's yeah, right it's on the bend. Soon. Yeah. You know, wait for it. Yeah. Be there <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So then. Um, yeah. So then they have that party, and you know the whole thing, and then I guess they cut to. Mad Dog Click going to a, a dance hall or whatever, and then he comes out with that girl. Remember that scene? Oh, right. Oh, my God, I forgot that scene. Because, yes. That was actually a, a good, an interesting scene in, in the sense of the way they shot the Yeah, the this, is, this is the first of many uh, very victimized, brutalized women. Yeah. Uh, the, and I know you love those scenes so much. Oh, so yeah, apparently. I try to find movies with them for lots you. Lots of so. slapping women around and, you know, pushing her around and... Yeah, yeah, he talks. A, he talks a prostitute into going to her room and tells yeah. her he's going to drop fifty bucks on her. And then, of course, we find out that Mad. We find out why his name is Mad Dog, not because yeah. he just shot Atlas King in the middle, because he's a freaking lunatic and he cuts her up with scissors. This is nineteen sixty four. You're not going to see anything. Yeah, no, there's nothing. And, uh, but but he tried to do. He tried to be artsy by interspersing the 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 him killing her with the flashing sign on the outside or whatever. So yeah. he tried to do. He tried to do some interesting things and whatever, yeah. but now you know the guy's a total lunatic or whatever. Right. So, but you, but you, you like me, thought he was one of the three escaped guys. Yeah, but he's yeah, not. And he's not. Because uh, then, uh, okay, after that scene, they, they, there's a lot of this movie also uses the radio as the Greek chorus they call. Yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Where like the radio, the radio is kind of telling you everything step by step. Just listen to that, and you'll understand. You know. Yeah. And then, and then after that, I guess we get to another scene where Mad Dog Glick comes up to these two kids. 
That was weird. And then and then all of a sudden it's like the kids are like, "Yes, Mister." And then all of a sudden the, the mother comes out and like spares them. Like yeah. he was gonna kill that little girl. Yeah, like, well, obviously because he's a fuck. He's, he's a he's a freaking lunatic. Yeah, you know? and, and that's what it, that's what it is. And that was the creepy scene. That was like where you're like, okay, that's really weird. And he was good at you playing. He's good at playing creepy. He and you don't creepy. see that anymore. Like, like well, uh, no. not I can't well, say that. No, but it's not. It's not. It frowned upon heavily. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. You know, back then they they. They didn't have. They took chances. You know, they, they had give to. A crap. They had to in order to get this movie made. Or if that got twenty more people to see it, that's twenty. That's whatever. Yeah. A couple more bucks. You know. Yeah. That. Uh, so yeah, and that one didn't go anywhere, but it, but it did really drive home it the point the that he's crazy. Yeah. Saying this guy is. If it wasn't for, you know, and then and then I think after that, what would we cut to the. We cut to the the Hollywood guy uh, and his wife, and she wants to leave him because he's like, "Your career's not going anywhere." Yeah, we're know? up to our ass in debt, and you keep throwing parties, but they're not getting you nothing not anyway. Getting they're nothing, just, you know. So like, she she like bails in the middle of the night or something and writes him a note. She leaves a dear John, yeah. She leaves a dear John, yeah. and then and then they go. She then we pick up at her cousin's. Yeah, her relative her co- owns her, a little roadside. Yeah, and this is just a, uh, a weird little diner. I wonder and, if this place is still there, you know, because I heard California. I'm sure it's gone by now, but I heard in California, if you go there to certain areas, old ass diners from the 50s and 40s are still up I know, and running. In Pennsylvania, you know? they are. Where, wow. where where I grew up, there was tons of, not tons, there was like three or four diners that they were actually featured on one of those uh, uh, documentaries about diners they're yeah, still there yeah, I ate it yeah. I ate in two or three of oh, them because well, cool. I love diners you know what I mean yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah they're just there they're not they don't go anywhere and people just say oh, I'm gonna keep surfing yeah you know that's cool uh, but yeah that'd be cool if it was they had a they had one of those um, bowling machines that I really love I would love to get one but they're really big uh, where it's the what are those called skeet oh not yeah, skeet. yeah yeah not yeah, skeet yeah. what is it called like that it's the heavy weighted puck and you threw it down the lane, and it and it, it knocked up the it knocked the pins, pins up, and I love those so much. And they uh, and they had yeah. one in the background of it. And they actually had him get up and dance on it at one point. I was like, oh, don't scuff that. But whatever, <laughs> it's a movie. So and, and anyway, she's talking. She comes in. The blonde bombshell comes in, and she's talking to her cousin, who her cousin's very beautiful, and that yeah, turns out yeah. to be Ray's. What's his last name? Steckler's. That's his wife. No, no, that's not his wife. Not Wait. the bartender, no, the, the, the couple. The, remember the couple oh, that comes the in? the couple. That, so Carolyn, she's, Carolyn Branch. She, yeah, she's pretty too. That lady was really Carolyn Branch, yeah, she's, she was raised, raised, uh. Oh, raised okay. Raised. I thought the, I thought the waitress or bartender no, was. No, no, but she's very, very, very cute. Yeah, she is. She, and she's, and she's smoking that, like, long beaten clove, guitar. The clove yeah, cigarette. Yeah, clove cigarette, yeah. And, uh, she winks at the camera a couple times and you're like, oh, you're melting my heart. Yeah. But, uh, whatever. And she, um, now was was this before or after the couple part? I think I think she comes either. I think she comes after the couple. The couple goes in there and apparently oh, that's she, right because they're eating. They're eating and she the the, the waitress owner whatever she she knew them and they taught they they said oh we're gonna go we bought this we house. bought we old Henry's house and we're gonna go there and then the, the waitress goes uh, the cousin waitress goes like wow I heard that place is full of weeds or whatever yeah and, she and goes, then she's oh like, he can fix it up you know blah 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 so yeah so she she she's sitting there and then the young couple friends say oh we just bought this old house they and just got like, married you just know. got married and and they're gonna go start their lives together and she goes okay we'll see you and then they drive up and then 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 they go to this old house which is they're looking for Henry they just bought the house and put a hundred dollars down payment on the house. Hundred dollars, hundred bucks. Yeah. Oh my god, man! 
I, I got to tell you a story, though. I mean, I don't know how it really was back then, but when, when we moved to Florida, nah, my parents rented this house. It was in the 60s, late 60s, mid 60s, whatever. And I swear to God, they told me a story. I didn't know it. And one day, like the guy who owned the house, because of either property tax reasons or whatever, he told my parents, look, I'll just give you the house. I don't want to. I don't want to pay taxes on it. And my parents thought it was like so. They just, you know, they just came from you know another country a few years. They thought it was so weird that they said, "No, no, no, we it's don't." A scam, probably. We don't want it. it. Was a scam or whatever. So they didn't take it. So property was like nothing back. It was, then. but my I think my parents said that their first house was a small house, modest house, but it was like twenty eight hundred dollars. I'm like, yeah, I was like twenty eight hundred dollars, you know. But the people made less back then, and blah, blah, blah. even in the seventies, property was nothing, and, nothing. It's, and it's becoming no. nothing now. But anyway, <laughs> God help you if you invested. But yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I invested in in debt. So yeah, I anyway, uh, in debt. <laughs> aren't I lucky? Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, they go to look at their house. And, yeah, and uh, then they're like, "Oh, where's Henry?" And they're walking around, and they're just kind of walking around, and then it's kind of a cool house. It's it's, it's a, very, a bigger house than I thought it would have been. Yeah, it looked like it had a, two floors and you know a lot of yeah. And and then she's like, "Oh, Henry must not be here." But I'll, let me show you this. And they go to this secondary part where there's this dilapidated like barn house. I'm like, "What the hell is this now? That's weird." Like I don't think yeah there would be that much property, much property or much housing. But uh, that's and then we are like, uh oh! So they go in, they they walk up, and the girl goes to the top of the steps, and she sees a head. It's Henry's head, and it's a pretty cheesy looking head. It's a pretty cheesy look. Yeah, this is straight up mannequin, like yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. head. And then then we're introduced to the three psychos. So Mad Dog isn't one of the psychos. He's just like a secondary, tertiary psycho, psycho you know, or so we think. So we think. Dun dun dun. And then um, so then yeah, and then these guys, and this. Yeah, this part bothered you. I know it. Really no, no, no. It didn't bother me. I understand the framing because this is all yeah, about yeah, the yeah. raping thing. They don't. Well, they kill the guy first. They kill the guy. This is where you're like, oh, these guys are not actors. They were very, and they were actors. They were bad ones. They they, they, they made lots of movies after the way they did. Gary like Kent, the guy who didn't like the door. Uh, closed. Well, okay, that guy like was normal, and the other guy heard the guy that was like with the glasses. His name is Herb Robbins, the uh-huh. actor. The guy that was like listening to the phone and like drank the the bad coffee later on. Really, he was an actor. He's a professional actor too. He actually directed movies. They didn't seem like it in this one because oh, because yeah, yeah. they they looked like real psychos. The yeah. way they were like walking around with the with the gun and the knife and the axe, and you're like. All right, uh, whatever. My favorite part is when they walk into the the, the, oh, the diner with an axe. I laughed. I laughed out loud when he was carrying the <laughs> axe awesome. in the diner. Anyway, we're getting and, ahead. And of then ourselves. he like cleaned it because he was like, "Oh, Henry had dandruff." So he was like wiping off his axe. <laughs> it just was funny. Like that actually did make me laugh too. You know. And anyway, so they have the you know they basically like go into the they go upstairs into the farm they encounter the psychos. And then, like, the psychos, like, I don't think they actually technically rape her, but no. they're, like, hassling her, and they're, like, they're, like, coming up to doing something bad, and then, you know, of course... Because they kill the boyfriend, and then they they're, like... They kill the boyfriend, they, they chop his head off And then camera. The, big, the big dude is, like, oh, do you want her first? And then he's, like, yeah. <laughs> and th- they were doing that, like, really... I don't know. It was just weird. So she takes out running, and they're running after. No, but the, the thing what happens before that is remember when they're saying when they're saying we're going to take her, or whatever. So one of them closes the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Gary Kent, the main psycho, like flips out because he's like 
claustrophobic or on top of every other problem that he has he's claustrophobic that, that was a convincing performance when, and, like when he was going nuts yeah that was actually like wow that you know that was good yeah uh, and then and then like the psychos all like flip out because he's gonna flip out and then that gives Carolyn and Brand a chance to escape but unfortunately instead of like escaping and running to her car she decides to like hide in the bushes or something in, like, like that. an embankment yeah, you know you're like uh what you know, but so once they get Psycho Number One calmed down, then they go after her, and, and they're chasing her. And this is basically a Benny, a Benny Hill skit, kind of. You know, yeah. they, you could have overlaid that, and that that one guy ran really weird. <laughs> yeah. Did you talk, did you see what I was talking yeah, about? Like yeah, yeah. he like ran like a like a cartoon or some kind. There was like this odd motion that he made that was like. An odd movie. Like a 23 Skidoo kind of thing. I was like, what are you doing here? But then the other guys, they finally catch her. And then instead of like what you assume is going to be the rape scene, they just kill her off off camera. But he hacks her up. And then, yeah. like, okay, that's the end of that. So then after that happens, you see um movie actor guy. He gets it. He, fi- he finds out that his wife's not left him. But, of course, he just instantly goes to the... Yeah. Uh, to the you know the the, the truck stop diner his, or whatever at, at, his, at her cousin's place. But knowing. I guess if you wanted to like you know read between the lines, it's like well he must know she's her relative, so maybe he's going there to find out where yeah. she is, and he finds her there. And so yeah, so yeah. then that's and he's there, and is he there with a movie producer? Yeah, too, he's there with a movie producer who's putting that thing up to his eye and going yes, yeah, scouting yes. for locations. Yeah, this will be like a great that. place. We had to dirty up the walls for the murder scene and blah blah blah, which is like kind of foreshadowing and funny. And the way that guy was acting and doing that, that's another thing where you, you can tell there's a lot of, uh, this is Sar- off based off real sarcasm. Yeah, this is yeah. based off of real experience that they've, they've heard no a million times. Yeah, they're goofing you know, on people. Yeah, and they're yeah. goofing on people. They're probably just like, oh yeah, well. People that they work with. Cause, yeah. Cause Steckler was a cameraman in a lot of, in some movies. So he was probably like so sick of hearing oh, that yeah. shit. Oh yeah. Yeah. This was yeah. a little like zinger at him. Yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. funny. Yeah. Which is cool. Um, so then they're, they're now they're in there. The three psychos go in there. One with carrying the axe, which was hilarious. And the the, the guy's like, "Oh, I gotta use the phone." So they order Schlitzbeer <laughs> while awesome. uh, prominently produced, prominently shown Schlitzbeer, while the other guy's making a, a phone call. And he calls Mad Dog, saying, "Look, these other two are nuts. I gotta kill them off. You come and get me." Yeah, right. So, so he's kind of Mad Dog's not the same. Mad Dog's the brother of the the leader of the clan. Yeah. So to speak. So to speak, yeah. And then the one psycho goes to play music and sees the actor's pictures on the wall and goes, oh, you're an actor. So then they start hassling that. Then yeah. That's one of those, the typical, like, nag the person that you're jealous of yeah, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. I don't know what it is, really. It's just stupid. Like, it's, yeah. it's there for a reason. But the waitress is slick. She fills the coffee pot. Uh, the yeah, because he cup wants a cup of coffee real bad. Real yeah. bad. I got to get some coffee in me. Yeah. And she puts rat poison in it. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> you don't really see that very often. No. Usually they're the hapless victims and then somebody swoops in. Now, she or, looks kind of badass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So she gives him the, the rat poison. And this was, they were trying to build tension. Yeah. Did, did it work or not? I can't tell you yeah. if it worked or not. Because... He's yeah, that's like, it. they were trying. They're that's trying. It. Yeah, this yeah. movie tries. <laughs> it tries a lot. Yeah, it, it tries, tries a lot. And they um and he dr- the, so instead of killing the actor, which he was trying to do, he drinks the cough, the poison and goes 
ah, you got me, and then yeah, he falls yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it w- I don't think he would have died that quickly from rat poison, but, you know, it would have been like... I'm uh, pretty sure that's a violent, violent death. Yeah, that, sure the arsenic or whatever that was, because yeah. back then... And he was going to get... Yeah, because he was trying to give it to the to the actor. Like, and he you was know, like, I, mean, I don't want it. Yeah, uh, and he goes, okay, I'll take it. You know, one last... He was going to give it one last meal before, you know, oh, you die. Oh, yeah, God. Or whatever. So, yeah, he drinks it, and then he's off or whatever. And then, like, you get, like... Uh, didn't didn't they and and then the 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 actor guy gets the other guy the yeah, axe, yeah. axe man and he starts the actor guy he starts doing this karate chop move like he yeah, knows yeah, yeah. he goes like yeah you know he, he like yeah, yeah so they subdued him and then the big guy t- and the blonde takes off she takes off she's yeah. like i'm out of here and instead of take oh she tries to get to the car but then that big dude is chasing her yeah gary can't yeah yeah gary can't she's pretty fast in her high heels too <laughs> Dude. I guess from running away from the law for all those years. This this fast. this is one of those chase scenes where you're like, oh boy, it kept kind of going, you know. Yeah. She's they show her running, trucking on down the because this is a bit this is a lot of woman, you know. Yeah, this yeah, is a big gal. It's a big girl. Uh, and she's trucking down the road. Then he comes jogging down the road. Then the actor goes jogging down the road. Then she runs up the hill. Then he chases her up the hill. Yeah, then the actor yeah, runs up yeah, the hill. Yeah, yeah. And like, like each do- thing is done three times, and you can clearly see. The camera moves up three feet. She runs up three feet. He runs up. The other guy runs up three feet. Camera moves up three feet. She runs up three feet. Like, it's the same bushes, the same trench, the same thing. And he starts... She's at the top of the hill biting her index finger as yeah. as women do. Oh, no. And then uh, the actor keeps, like, grabbing him and then keeps losing. And then keeps grabbing the big guy, then losing. Then grabbing the guy, and he gets the knife away from him. And then, then like... He falls down. He's like, oh, and he runs up and grabs him. Then he falls yeah, down yeah. again. Oh, and he runs up and falls <laughs> down again. And you're like, oh my god, can somebody do something? She takes off. Doesn't she slug him? Yeah, she does. She punches she him in Gary the face, yeah. and, and it was a very convincing it was punch. A very, yeah, like, she, like she's done it before. I was, <laughs> it's like, it's like this. This woman's been slapped around a lot because she knows how to fight. Yeah, and he falls down, and then then the actor finally gets up there. Now they're on the the what is it a precipice like it's oh, like a it's like a big like the top hill. of the, the flat part of a mountain which i can't oh, yeah. remember the name for but you yeah, know what i'm exactly. talking about every roadrunner cartoon yes. has one of these in it so they're fighting on this and 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 then um and then finally the, the big guy falls and dies yeah but he, in the meantime he's like go get help and the blonde runs down right. and she waves down a car of well guess course. who it is who is it it's Ray, Mad Dog, Cash Flag, Glick. Black Flag, Glick. Black so, Flag or Cash Flag, Glick. Same thing. And of he, course, so, the only car that would be coming down the road at the perfect no. time. Even though they did call him, even though he was called to go there. So it I works. Guess, it works. I guess, like, you, you know, know technically, you know, story, you know, whatever. So, <laughs> so he picks her up and they take off and she finds out he's Mad Dog Glick. And then all of a sudden the actor goes down and he's like, Oh no! Where is she? What's she doing? And when he gets back to the, uh, there's like a hundred cops there. There's a hundred cops there, and she's not there at the diner. He's like, "Well, where's that? Where's my girlfriend?" And they're like, "Who?" And they're like, "The lawn chick." And he's like, "He didn't come through here." And then he goes, "Well, describe the cop goes describe the car. It was a blue Plymouth station wagon, fifty three or fifty four." And the guy goes, "That's the one we have the APB out for." And everyone and everyone jumps on, and then they get a motorcycle chasing it. And how does it? How does? Well, well, before before okay, it ends, 
we we get to find out how good of a shot Mad Dog Glick is because there's like three cops there and he like he shoots all of them. You know, it's I mean, insanity. I mean, he's like the greatest shot of all time. Or oh whatever. my god! And this was this was so that like eight year olds playing where they go bang 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 I got you yeah. and they go oh you got me and they spin around and they fall down like total. So, so all that's left is the uh, is the police chief. And Mad Dog Glick, you know, he's he separated from the girl already. Yeah, so the he's girl on his own. The girl probably just slugged him and took off. Yeah, she you know? just slugged him and took off. <laughs> so he's running. He runs. He kills the three cops. He runs off. All this stuff is the inspector. So the inspector calls like an APB to all the motorcycle guys. Hey, yeah. you know, be on the lookout because he shoots. Because he shoots a cowboy and commandeers his. Yeah, that was that was that was unexpected. That he yeah. actually during during his during his running away from the police, he encounters like a some cowboy, cowboy guy. a real cowboy at a fire. So he's like. Fuck. He, he, shoots shoots, he shoots him, commandeers his hat and his horse. And his horse. And then we got like a horse chase and a motorcycle. The motorcycle with the sirens blaring, which, listen, if you're on a horse and there's a motorcycle blaring the siren, that horse is going to stop dead, buck you off and flip out and yeah, you're yeah. all going to get hurt by this horse because there's no way they're going to sit there and listen to that siren. Like, horses are skittish. Yeah. Hate-filled animals that just want to bite people and flip around. <laughs> so, he, <laughs> trust me, I know. So he's so the, there's a motorcycle to horse chase. Yeah. And you're like, what is you, you this now? You didn't expect now? that, did you? <laughs> no. And you're like, what is this? You know, just And then of course, you know, it, it you know, whatever it Mad Dog gets caught and gets know. shot and he rolls down a bank into, into a, the, into a, little a small creek. Creek or whatever. And you're like, wow. And then you think the end, but no. oh no, oh no! Fast forward, the 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 handsome actor holding his buxom blonde. Oh, I'm gonna do what you say. I'm gonna retire, and we're gonna go on vacation. Then I'm gonna get a real job. Bring bring phone answers. Hello, hi. This is Johnny Q, producer. I'm gonna have you starring five grand a week opposite Miss Vampire, Miss Trans- Transylvania, Tran- Transylvania. And he was like, hmm. Yes, okay, and then then she's like, "Well, maybe we can, maybe, maybe you can, can continue your maybe dream. Continue five thousand a week for ten weeks. Well, maybe you can continue your. That's dream. That's a lot of money back now. Yeah. Okay, you got it. So, yeah, so, and then we find out that after that, to Miss Transylvania, Miss Transylvania, you say, became is she's, the uh, is the, uh, the the waitress at the. Uh, yeah, because yeah. she winks at the camera winks again. At the camera, you go, oh, she became Miss Transylvania. You no, know. I thought that. I thought that woman was really pretty. She was cute. Yeah. yeah oh my she, god. And she did look like kind of like a Miss Transylvania. She looked like an early vampire. She too. was goth. You know. She was goth before goth. Yeah. Goth and, she was more human than human. Yeah. Okay. So, well, there you have it. Um, Cheap, low budget. You know, the little movie that couldn't. What did you? What that, did you? That movie was, believe it or not, that movie was shot by a guy named Vilmo Sigmund. Who uh, who later on became a, a famous one Academy Award for shooting one flew over the cuckoo's nest wow. among other movies. So that's how they got mm-hmm. their start making uh, then that's how Dennis Steckler movies. Yeah, yeah I don't in the know. 60s, you yeah. know, yeah. look, I, you know, I'm a, I'm part of a production crew here locally that does like live events. Yeah, and um, there was a lot of nervousness and uh, and and anxiety when I was going into these things. But that's what you do. You just you kind of just keep learning. You know, you like every time I go to a shoot, I, I'm meeting new people, I'm shooting new things, and I'm getting more comfortable with my craft. And then then you can start learning stuff. You know, right. and it's kind of 
That's all you do. You just kind of keep on trucking, you know, as they say. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. So uh, what, do, what, what do you give this masterpiece, Throw Killers? Um, you know what? Because they, they basically made something for nothing. Uh-huh. I'm going to give it a six just for, for pure effort. It's not a great movie. It's a it's a cheap 60s, you know, yeah. little horror action film. If you like that kind of stuff... It's 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 right up your alley, and I would have to say that this is the rare version of the movie because the version that's available out there for public consumption, whatever you want to call it, does not have all the Orman footage or anything like that. It's just a straight movie. Now, did they cut out the spinning they disc cut in the movie in the side of the movie? Too. Yeah, they cut out all of it for the oh, regular release. Of, okay, because I just found this online, and it was it's actually Sinister, Sinister Cinema recreated the rare version of this movie. Maybe they got wow. it from Steckler. So this is a this was the, the special offic- the official version. Yeah, of this it, was yeah. The, so for that I'll give it a, a, a five point five six, right. whatever you want to call it. You're gonna go with a six. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go with a six. I'm yeah. gonna go with a four point seven five. Okay, I didn't quite enough. hate it. I didn't love it. I don't know. Actually, you brought me around. I would have given it probably a three to three and a half. Yeah. But as you were talking about it, I started to realize. Look, this is the kind of guy. I sort of look up to. Yeah. He's schlocky and stupid, but that's that's what he. That's, that's all he could do. He's fighting against the machine, man. You know. Yeah. So what are you going to do? That's the way it is. Yeah. All right. That's it. We're we're running real long this show, but who cares? All right. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll see you next week. As always, I'm Mal with me, Doctor Morbius, and we'll see you on the other side. <laughs>